Welcome to another episode of Cut the Music Podcast, a podcast where we've listened to a song, and now we're going to talk about what the hell about that song. I am one of your hosts, Cody Deering, here with my co-host. I am your other co-host, Ed Reed. Uh, on today's episode, we are going to be talking about Hall & Oates' 1976 song, Rich Girl, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is a personal favorite of mine. Ed, you said this was their first? First number one single mm-hmm. on the Billboard, uh, per Wikipedia. Yeah. 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 First of six, apparently. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holland Notes crushing it in the 70s. Apparently, this song came out during the Son of Sam murders uh, that David Berkowitz was wow. arrested for. Uh, and he claimed that Rich Girl had motivated him to murder, even though the song came out in after he'd already started murdering. Wow. So, wow. For real? Fun fact. Fun, that is fun. In quotation. Fun. Oh, yeah. So uh, in case this is your first time listening to the podcast, the format of the show is Cody and I each have three things that we are going to sort of talk about that we enjoy or find notable about this song. Uh, we're going to count them down three, two, one. It's going to be kind of loosey-goosey, but uh, you'll you'll get it as we get it. That's right. And if you haven't listened to this song, please pause it, go, or again, turn it off forever and just go listen to Rich Girl by Hall & Oates. Just listen to Rich Girl by Hall & Oates. Maybe never come back to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Maybe do. Uh-huh. Enrich your life. And if you want to find it on facebook.com slash cut the music pod, we've probably posted the video there for you. All right. So, Ed, I'll go ahead and my, mind number three. Yeah. Is that cool? Uh, Daryl Hall, uh, Hall & Oates. Do not like to be called Hall and Notes. So from a series of interviews that I watched about this, apparently, so Daryl Hall was being interviewed by like Dan Rather, like two years ago sure. or something at this point. Uh, and he was just saying, I like being called 50% of anything. As a kid, I decided I'm like, we decided as a means of survival, basically. I don't know if he's talking about his brothers or sure. uh, him and John Oates, but he's like, I'm not 50% of anything. People want to truncate it, you know. And he's like, I guess I'm fine with it now. But it, he really like... Wow, that is a very strong take. And what I have to say to you is uh, too bad. <laughs> yeah. Too bad, Daryl Hall. Yeah, he like really shows his teeth. And it's he's like, I'm not 50% of anything. And it's like, well, you're less than 50% of fucking Hall and Oates. Yeah, because... there's a third word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if you wrote... like He's like, we always worked real independently. Like, I would go write a song or John Oates would go write a song. And then we would come together. We very rarely collaborated. But when we did, it was magic. And it was like, okay, well, so you were at least 50% of the songwriting of those. But Hall and mm-hmm. Oates, there's a drummer. Yeah. And like, it's the 70s, so probably a sick synth keys Yeah, guy. there were probably a lot of people contributing to this, man. No man is an island. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think... Uh, like Simon and Garfunkel, these duos with sure. the drama. They are a little contentious sometimes, yes. huh? And yeah. something about it just draws me in even more, the magic of that. Yeah. I don't know. It's back from the you know 70s where I would imagine that we have less granular, in-depth knowledge of the celebrity than we do now. Sure. Even though we probably had a ton or it was different, you know, but man. Yeah. So Pre- you're... Pre-internet. The pre-internet halcyon days. Mm-hmm. You, what's your number three on my this? number three on this it's uh it's super personal it's just very much me but my story with this song is uh i have heard this song i think more times than many songs that i enjoy more like some of my favorite songs and the reason is uh, i have a co-worker uh shout out scott rainey who uh got very obsessed with this song uh put it on a playlist on our shared work computer uh put it on that playlist i think 20 times in a row put that playlist on repeat uh, and it was sort of an endurance test for all of us to sit there and listen to Rich Girl by Holland Oates over and over and over again. And and what, what was the journey like? Oh, man. I went from being like, oh, this song, this is cool. You know, just, you know, having heard it once or twice, like most people probably have, uh, to, you know, you start getting 
you get about 20 deep and you start feeling like I'm about to lose I'm about to lose my goddamn mind. Oh, but did you come back around? I came back around, yeah. man. I came back around. I came back around. Uh it and now I think, you know, it's just one of those songs that I I think I could listen to over and over again, you know. Uh part of the reason why, which sort of leads into my uh my number 2 mm-hmm. is the harmonies on this song mm-hmm. are killer. Yeah. They are great. And it's sort of what Hall and Oates were known for, yeah. you know. Their uh, their vocal interplay. They both have very nice voices. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. Talented singers, uh, and the harmonies on this track are killer. Yeah, just just this song that, that ties nicely into my number two. Uh, also, just sort of the musical, the production of this song. I think it sounds better live than the recording, which for me is not. You know, it's not always the case. Like a lot of songs sound when you listen to them live, you're like, ah, oh, it doesn't sound. It's missing some of the magic sure. of the studio. But this song just like a little faster. It feels mm. like they draw out a couple of the parts of it like leading into the verse which is weird because the verse kind of soars um there's just this like guitar riff that they extend a little live then at the end of the song live there's a guitar solo that gets a little bit more time to shine and Mm -hmm. sort of rock out and always good i don't know and just i watched a video of this and it's so 70s like 70s cool is a different kind of cool that I don't totally understand. Yeah. Everybody's very fluffy, like big hair. Yeah, because uh, it's not really like a rock song. You know what I mean? It's a pop song, sort of a soul song, you know? Mm-hmm. It's got, I mean, it's got guitars, it's got rock elements for sure, but it's, it's yeah, it's coming much more from like a like a kind of doo-wop soul tradition than, yeah. like a, than like a Led Zeppelin hard rock, heavy rock, which is what you think of as like the 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 primary musical output of the, of the 70s, but like right. there's a little bit of a different... Of a different sound for that, yeah. the late seventies. Yeah. That ver- the bigness of the verse for me when it goes into the like, don't you know? Yeah, it's man. Just like, oh, <laughs> it's like a hand waver kind yeah. of back yeah. and forth, you know? Yep. Uh, so I, I don't know. I like the, I like the way it sounded in the live videos of this, and I, I watched a couple of them, and just them performing live, like their performers. Daryl Hall is a self-described lifer as a musician. Cool. And I feel it. I'm with them. I, I like the way the song. Sounds live, so we should we, I, we should check that video out because I don't think uh, I don't think I've I've heard a live version of this song. You know the, what? The one that I've heard thousands and thousands of times is mm-hmm. definitely just the uh, the, sta- the uh, studio version. Well, so I'll like in Bill and Ted's bogus journey, how only the victors can go back in time. Since we haven't actually posted on the Facebook yet, I can post the live version of this song, cool. and the people I told earlier in this episode to check that out will already have listened. If they went that to the website. That will be the one that they will have checked out. Yes. All right. So our number one, again, this week, uh, sort of pretty similar, but I think the lyrics of this song cut deep for a jaunty song. They do. They do. There's a there's a bit of a pattern here on the songs we discuss of uh, of peppy, peppy production uh, coupled with dark <laughs> and mm-hmm. bitter lyrics the musical counterpoint that's right yeah the lyrics in this one um that really cut deep for me so far gone on your own but you could get along if you tried to be strong but you'll never be strong <laughs> but you'll never be strong. But you'll never be strong never damn never. Daryl Hall. damn Daryl Hall. wow and then it's so easy to hurt others when you can't feel pain is that it's that's like sociopathic yeah, I mean that's just a classic sort of like th- this. This person can feel pain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're you're just you're just saying that they can't feel pain because you're sort of having an empathy fail here. Right? Yeah, it's like, it's like it reminds me of the la- last week's episode on you ought to know by Alanis Morissette where it's sort of like what's the worst thing I could say about someone? Yeah, and because you do it publicly in a song, 
cut great. the deepest. Cut oh, it's great. Deepest. So Grammys, <laughs> you get them all. You the Grammys come rolling in. Uh, my yeah. So my number one on this track is sort of the legend of this song, which uh, is it's called "Rich Girl," mm-hmm. right? The word "rich" remi- uh, rhymes with a certain derogatory term used elsewhere in this song. Used <laughs> elsewhere in this song. Uh, the legend is that basically it uh, they wanted to have it be bitch girl mm-hmm. uh and that is uncool so they they didn't do that mm-hmm. do you do you have any more information on that Ah, uh, so my internet sleuthing uncovered a different legend about this song cool. which i think is beautiful i cool. think like okay you put these songs out there and i'm a big believer in whatever meaning you hope people interpret from it that's not you right. don't have control of how people are going to take your song yeah and the censorship of it is fun i so what i read uh was that Daryl Hall wrote this song. It's actually about a guy. The twist is that Rich Girl is about a guy, a guy named Victor Walker, who is an ex-boyfriend of Hall's girlfriend, um, Sarah Allen, I believe. And so this guy was like acting strange at their apartment one night, and Hall was like, this guy's, this rich guy, it doesn't matter if he gets in trouble. His dad will just pay his way out of it. So we started singing the like... The the part of the song about the money. You can rely on the old man's money. Right. Yeah. And then uh, Sarah was like, rich guy doesn't sound as good as rich girl. Interesting. <laughs> so they changed it to rich girl. Maybe so it could be more Beatlesy love song. Oh, sure. You okay. Know? Yeah, um, I can I can I can vibe on that. Yeah. But if this story is true, the slightly deeper backstory is more interesting to me, which is that the money, the wealth of this guy, Victor Walker, supposedly, is his dad owned 15 KFCs and the original Walker Brothers Pancake House. <laughs> the, the original Walker Brothers Pancake uh-huh. House? And so, yeah, my goodness. I have here in my notes that rich girl sounds better than rich guy and also sounds better than pancake guy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Yo, you're a pancake guy, yeah, and it's gone too far. Sarah Pound pancakes anyway. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty good. I kind of love that. And I think it's fun that, you know, urban legends take off, songs find their yeah. own life, and maybe, I don't know if that gives this song more life, an inaccurate urban legend that's more fun than the accurate or... Rich guy, bitch girl, whatever it was. Yeah. My final question to you, Ed, would you listen to this song again? Would you listen to it on repeat again? I will and pro- I, I would and probably will listen to it again uh, whether on repeat. Your choice or whether it's Scott Rainey's choice. Shout out Scott Rainey. Shout out Scott. I always think uh, uh, I love Scott Rainey nights <laughs> when, I, when I think of Scott Rainey. It's, I think people's favorite part of the show is probably when we sing. <laughs> Probably when we uh, do do bad karaoke versions uh, of the songs we're talking about because we can't get the rights to them. Mm-hmm. Sorry, guys, mm-hmm. you're yeah. stuck with it. And it's just one, one, one last thing: this song is about a guy. If my legend is to be true, a guy who is acting kind of weird in an apartment one night. Sure, it's a little bit. I don't know the the way that with songs or lyrics you can control the narrative. Like it's your chance to be like, this is my fucking version. Like in a um. What is the Russian storytelling thing where like one person? I'm sorry to make your eyes go big at me. Uh, the, the the in like sitcoms where it's like that's not how I remembered it happened. Oh, oh, like the uh, uh, Rashomon. That's what I wanted to say. Yeah, was, the uh, the 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 samurai movie, right? Rashomon. Right, yeah, right. And so this is like you know every song is a little bit like that. It's sure. Like, here's my take on it. 
rich asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, he probably, I mean, it was the 70s, you think he just like came over, coked up. Yeah, he was were, probably on coke. They were yeah. just like, Sarah, Alan, who is this rich guy? John Oates and I are trying to have a contentious relationship <laughs> here. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week out there. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support us out there, remember you can suggest songs for us to talk about at facebook.com slash cut the music pod on twitter.com slash cut the music pod or you can email us at cut the music podcast at gmail.com. Email's different. <laughs> and rate and reviewing on iTunes. That helps. Sharing, telling a friend, uh, just feeling, taking a good moment to feel good about yourself today. And hopefully we could help encourage that. Hell yeah. I know. That's it. You know, if we never hear from you again, you never hear from us. Take it easy, peasy. Take it easy, peasy. Uh, Ed, is that how we sign off this episode? No. How we sign off this episode is that I say, hit me with the horns, 20. 